As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Hockey Show. It's Thursday. That means it's me, Haley, Max Boltman, and Sean Gentilly here with you for the next hour or so. We'll try to keep it to a tight 45-50. Now that I said 45, it's we're going to hit the over, but that's all right. We're going to do our best here. No, uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Doing great. Not as great as Austin Matthews, but... But great nonetheless. Oh, what a great yeah. segue. That's really, that's really pro stuff. From you. I feel like Max should probably just start hosting the show. I can't come up with stuff like that. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> but normally we'll do a deep dive episode. Today's a little bit of a mix of both because we're going to dive deep into something that was very topical on Wednesday night. The big story of the day this morning, uh, Austin Matthews hit 50 goals in 54 games on Wednesday night to become the fastest U.S.-born player to hit the milestone and the fastest since Mario Lemieux scored 50 in 50 back in 1995-96. We spent a lot of time before starting the show just going into some of the Austin Matthews stats that just Uh, We'll get into some of them here on the show, but it is pretty wild. The one for me, and it's not a fancy stat, it's not a big all-time number, all 51 goals that Austin Matthews has scored this season, because he added a second in the game, of course, uh, have all been on a goalie. No empty net goals for Austin Matthews this season. Uh, 15 goals have been on the power play, but if you take out those power play goals, he would still be second in the NHL with 36 goals just behind Sam Reinhardt. Like this guy has just been automatic this season. Which raises the question, why won't the Leafs trust him uh, against an empty net? It's because he's a poor <laughs> it's he's such a poor five on five player. No defensive. That's a that's a joke. He's a great five on five. He's 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 unbelievable. That to me, that, that my takeaway from that is like they gotta start padding this guy's goal totals. That's throw right. him out, throw him out there with empty nets. Nobody's ever hit any wild milestone and not had some not had some cheap ones. Mm-hmm. Like build up some multiple goal leads. Right. Stop playing with your food. Stop struggling against against garbage teams. 
we need this dude to get the obligatory five, seven, 11 empty net goals that you see invariably with every like wild, every wild goal total. It happens for everybody. Wasn't it Zach Hyman who had a ton of empty net goals a few years ago? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, because wasn't that when it was like it came up whenever everybody's trying to figure out how much money you should get and blah blah blah. It was like, well, Zach Hyman <laughs> scored scored twenty seven of his goals on on empty nets. Like, right. like, like yeah. we need justice for the empty net goal. By the way, like there is a a certain player type <laughs> who is always getting, you know diminished by this when really it is a reflection and I'm, i was kidding about the matthews thing obviously the leafs trust him he's gotten silky votes the last four years all that stuff but mm-hmm. but like there is a player type that so many of their contributions do not go into the box score do not go into the things that you sure. negotiate contracts off of and, and one of the guys i cover in detroit michael rasmussen is a really good example of this i was, I was waiting i knew there's gonna be some like, yeah. specific example like <laughs> like who are you stumping for here well he just got his extension it's not even stumping right. but it, it, it it's one of those deals where i've always people have always been like yeah you know four or five of his goals are empty netters but it's like yeah he's on he's on the ice with the empty net because he's really good yeah. Uh, and, and he's really trusted. And for a certain player type, you got to like, I think you have to reward. It's a treat. All those little, th- it is a treat. It's a cookie. <laughs> that's, that's the term, right? Yeah. You get your cookie. So yeah. Justice for empty netters. All right. We love that. Um, so Austin Matthews has 21 goals in his last 18 games. As you mentioned, he scored his 51st in the game last night as well on Wednesday. He's on pace for 77 this season. That would be the fifth highest in a single season in NHL history. If he hits at least 70, it would be the NHL's first since 1993. And this is, of course, his second season with 50 goals. Um, I think the goal that he scored to hit 50 was a pretty good example of like it was kind of the perfect goal for Austin Matthews to score to hit 50 because it highlighted the fact that he can score goals from a weird angle, right? He can do it in a phone booth. He can release the puck very quickly. It looks effortless. And I don't know how many guys could make a goal from that awkward of an angle look as easy as Austin Matthews did. He's scoring from all over the ice this season. Um, I remember, uh, I almost said Austin Matthews. I remember James Myrtle, similar, not Austin Matthews, (laughs) wrote a really great story um, a couple of years ago just about how Matthews became the best goal scorer of his generation and the reasons why goalies have such a hard time stopping him. And it was like, goalies have a good chance at stopping any puck that they can see before it leaves the stick. And the issue with Matthews is they don't actually know when he's going to shoot. Like he's so deceptive in his release that goalies just like, aren't ready for it. Uh, The speed uh, it's speed of the release and ease of the release and the power Mm -hmm. generated by the release too. It's just, yeah. That to me, I, you know, you mentioned the goal last night. That's like the definitive Matthews goal. Totally, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. Is like, you know, he's, he's so, he's so strong too. And he can, and he can generate shots when guys are hanging on him. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I have Yarmy Yager on the brain right now. <laughs> as I often do, but, as, but also, that's more, Sean's Roman Empire. Also, my, also, like more specifically in the last week, because we we saw his jersey retired over the weekend and yada yada. So it's it's uh it's fresh on my mind. But from like Yager's definitive trait was like the way he could shield the, how strong he was. He could shield the mm-hmm. puck and keep his legs moving and you know get, put himself in a position to fire some kind of shot 
you know, even, even as with, just with arm strength, like that dude protected the puck, like nobody I've ever seen still yeah. do is Matthews in that class. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I tend to, I tend to think he isn't, but in that, in that particular skill set, but he's getting there. <laughs> like he does it so consistently where it's like, how, mm. how did this dude, how did this dude put that shot on net at all? Yeah. Let alone mm-hmm. with, you know, the mustard kind of necessary to beat an NHL goaltender in, in, uh, in 2024. He's amazing. I've got a question for you, Sean. Sure. Max. What was life like in 1993? Mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I remember drinking crystal Pepsi and watching Yarn Yager <laughs> highlights on the 11 o'clock news on KDK in Pittsburgh reason I asked is because that's the last time anyone in this league scored 70 goals and Haley and I weren't alive for I don't it. really <laughs> like I, I'm like my memories are that honestly is right when I phase in in terms yeah. of remembering sports and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that so as a little as a little boy growing up in Pittsburgh I don't remember the 91 or 92 <laughs> cup seasons I remember them losing to the New York Islanders in 1993 and crying my eyes out and having nightmares about Kevin Stevens face hitting me that's and you're a better like, man like, for it. You're a better man totally. for it. Yeah, so I can't I can't claim those. I had to I had I had to deal with having uh with, with having you know the best player in the league on, on the roster I watched for my entire childhood between between yeah. Yager, between Yager and uh between Yager and Lemieux and, and, and then and then Crosby. So yeah, tough times. Watching the Yager retirement. Uh, or not retirement, well, I guess Jersey retirement, mm-hmm. number yeah. retirement, uh, watching that whole ceremony. It was one of those things of like, can you imagine being a Penguins fan and having Lemieux, Yager, Crosby, Malkin, like for 40 years, 30 years, uh, yeah, Penguins I fans can. haven't not known life without one of the best players of the all most, time. The most, the, spo- the, most, the most spoiled <laughs> fan base in sports. Yeah, for sure. I hope you all appreciate this because my dad's been a Leafs fan for his whole life, and it's been very sad for many years until now. Thanks, Austin Matthews. If only there was someone on this call right now <laughs> who's born in the 1960s and has been a Leafs fan for their entire life. If only there were somebody. <laughs> yeah, and we're wondering why Jeff, Jeff. is so oh. grank- cranky all the time. Oh, I thought we were talking about me. <laughs> Max is actually 50. I'm a 65 year old Leafs fan. <laughs> I, I think Jeff might have been born in 70, so I take that back. Mm. Oh, did Jeff remember. just send you 72? Like, shit, you little shit. I was mm-hmm. not born in the 60s. Uh, my dad was born in the 60s, and he's been sad. Jeff said a very just in a very bad word to the. To <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the one other point before we get to, I guess, some more fun questions about Austin Matthews. I do think we should mention that he did this in Arizona. Uh, we know he grew up in Scottsdale. He had dozens of friends and family at the game. They had an off day before this game, and uh, Matthews had everybody at his house, I guess, all the players. And they went and hung out at his place and played in the golf simulator, da 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 like rich people in Scottsdale stuff. Uh, and they just, just <laughs> they charge they, they charge for that for the hole at the golf course that all those freaks do at the at the waste management the open waste that management. everyone's losing losing their minds over. Uh, they just did that they did that ceremonially. Yeah, I used to really want to go to the waste management open, but now I think it's gone a little bit too far the other way. Of like, oh, this just looks messy. 
I don't want to go anymore. That's the way it goes with waste management. The integrity of the game. Ah. Um, but Austin Matthews hits 50 and 51 in Arizona. We know that he's made a huge impact on hockey in the desert. Like he's somebody for kids to kind of look up to in a way that he didn't necessarily have. We know that Shane Doan was a member of the Coyotes and he's an icon for that organization, but he's also from Alberta. Like there is a significance to a player being from Arizona, being a superstar in the NHL, like not just cracking the NHL, but going from the desert to arguably the greatest American goal scorer of all time. So it'll be interesting to see what this kind of next wave ends up looking like. We already get Matthew Nyes on the team. I know it's not the same. I'm not suggesting Matthew Nyes is going to be one of the best players of all time, but we're already seeing a wave of players who grew up watching Austin Matthews. And I think that's hilarious because Matthews like isn't old. So for Matthew Nyes to come in and be like, I grew up watching Austin. I feel like that makes Austin Matthews sick to his stomach too. I and also like him doing it in Arizona. Just that's the kind of thing where it makes you think that we're what that in look has he leveled up over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, the production is 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 out of control. Mm-hmm. But that's the sort of thing that's happening where you're like this is this feels like one of those years. Like there's mm-hmm. you can't you can't quantify it. It's not it's not the most tangible of things. But the fact that that dude managed to score that goal yeah. in that city when they only play there once a year and he needed two goals to get there and all these like weird, one, very one, one. or one, one. Yeah. Cause then he passed it. That's right. Um, yeah. or, or did it with a two goal game is, is, is the, is the yeah. fair way to put it. It's wild. And it's the kind of thing that makes you think that, you know, you need, you need some weird level of mysticism and some weird, like uh, this, uh, of, of, uh, this kind of ineffable thing that happens around these seasons when guys do something really remarkable. And I, I think that's yeah. what we saw last night. It's also like, imagine you talk about the family and friends in attendance there. There's no sure bet to do something like that. Like you always think about the, yeah. you know, the, the guy goes to his hometown and family and friends go. And most guys it's, it's, you know, coin flip at best, but more likely you got like a 25 to 30% chance of seeing them do score at all, let alone a milestone goal. If, yeah. if you're going to watch Austin Matthews play uh, sitting on 49, you you're pretty sure you're seeing 50, right? Like there's just yeah. nobody that you're that sure about in the league, especially against a coyotes team that has kind of, they've, I think they've lost 11 straight at this point. So yeah. it's kind of, yeah, we yeah, they're, they've, they've to totally do something, come they, back down to earth a little bit. They've gone in the tank. They were like yeah. kind of a fun story until the last For few sure. weeks. And they're, yeah. they're, they're circling the train at this point. Yeah. We just got a note from producer Jeff as well. Even though he's um, glad that he's still being nice to us, even though Sean offended him deeply. Three years uh, later than I thought he was. Excuse me. Way older than he actually is. The only (laughs) Matthews is only the second player in NHL history to score his 50th goal of the season in his hometown. The other player was Jeremy Roenick who scored his 50th goal in Boston. That's according to the Sportsnet telecast last night, which is pretty wild. Um, let's go this way, Sean, because you just mentioned like when you're watching a player just kind of hit all these milestones. I know this is crazy. Like I know Myrtle makes the jokes all the time of like Austin Matthews is now on pace for 900 goals this season. I say he does it. Is there a world in which Austin Matthews actually hit 77 goals this season? Is it likely? No. But has this streak of play that he's had over the last couple of weeks been been likely either? No. 
And that hasn't stopped him from he's got six hat tricks already this season. Like you're like, yeah. you can't assume that stuff like that'll happen. Right. Like, and I, that does, it kind of dovetails with, with, with what I said with regards to Arizona, like this, this guy is doing stuff that he shouldn't be able to do. Right. right. So should he be by, by most like, there aren't a ton of observable realities where you're like, yeah, okay. Dude's going to score 77 goals in an NHL season in 20 in 2024. Right. But He's doing stuff that like he's already done plenty of stuff that, that, that is, that is wild and kind of, kind of unimaginable. So if he has another one of these stretches that he's in right now, where it's like he has these little mini bursts where it's like the dude will have 12 goals in five games. If he has another one or two of those, like goals five. Or whatever, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, it's, it's not great. It's I'd 21 be goals in his last 18 games to, Get to fifty, yeah, tw- whatever. He'll he'll have some streak yeah. where it's like, oh, he had thirteen goals in nine games, yeah. Tw- twelve yeah. and five. Twelve and five is a, d- a deliberate overstatement, but like <laughs> he's going on these runs where it's like, yeah. and he's close enough now because he's hit fifty, where it's like with another little burst, like like it's it's gonna be within spitting distance for him, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. If you go look at the worst per game scoring seasons of Austin Matthews' career, I believe it's his rookie year at point four nine. If he dips to that level for the rest of the season, he's going to score 64 goals. If he scores at the worst rate he's ever scored in his career for the rest of the season, he's going to score 64. And he doesn't need to do it on the power play either. He's not like a power play merchant. We pulled all these stats, right? Like like b- before we spoke. Shout out to yeah. Jeff Fayette for for doing some of the legwork and God bless Jeff, but I had to like go back and make sure that it would that he that it mm-hmm. wasn't like a filter error because some of them some of them are so crazy, but this man is the best five on five goal scorer by a sight since he entered the league. And even going back before that, he can do it anywhere. It's possible. Is it likely? Yeah. No. But like I said, a lot of stuff he does isn't likely and that and hasn't stopped him. To hit 77, he needs to score 26 goals in the Leafs final 28 games this season. It's actually not that crazy when you pare it down that much. When we consider the fact that he's scored 51 in 54, it's frightening. I don't know if he's going to hit 77, um, but I think the big question is if Austin Matthews scores 70 goals, as Max said, that would be, we have not seen this. We were, we were not even babies the last time somebody did this. Uh, 1993 was the last time somebody hit 70 goals. We weren't even babies. (laughs) I mean, that's true. I was not a baby. I was seven. Yeah, Sean, so. was t- Sean was <laughs> in high school. Uh, he was a super genius mm. kid. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If Austin Matthews hits 70 goals, should he be the Hart Trophy winner? Max? This, this is one that uh, I'm, I've had to reckon with a little bit because when he scored 60, I was one of the non Matthews voters. Um, oh, spicy. Why? And I've thought a lot about it since that vote. I voted for Shesterkin that year okay. for two reasons. The first being, I, I thought the, the Rangers were arguably not even a playoff team without him. Mm-hmm. And he, he was that good. But part of it was that I had looked back at the time and thought, okay, who was the last guy to score 60? Did they win MVP? The answer at the time, I believe was Steven Stamkos and he did not win it. Um, obviously Evgeny Malkin had an awesome year that year. Um, but I went back and looked at, okay, who else has had Shesterkin like numbers. And I found that his numbers were better than Carey Price's and Carey Price's MVP. It's not a perfect way to think about MVP voting because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, those two things didn't happen in the same season. We don't know how voters decided then. And also we can't let voters from 10 years ago continue to decide, you know, whatever, but that's one way Mm -hmm. I think about it. And so I, I, I've thought about it a lot since then. I don't know that I necessarily regret the vote because I thought Shesterkin was exceptionally, exceptionally valuable to the Rangers. But I do think I got too caught up in benchmark numbers there. Uh, and and so I'm I'm trying to actually think about it not as if he scores 70, he gets it, and if he's stuck on 68, he doesn't. Because I think sure. already there's a really good case yeah. for him, even if he's at, like we talked about, if, he's, if he scores at the lowest rate of his career the rest of the way and gets 64, Got a really freaking good I, that's unbelievable. That sure. that is like that's unbelievable to me. Like I, I that's such a great. That's such that a great. That's such a great way to frame it, right? If he's just if he's as bad as he's ever been, he's gonna have the. He's gonna probably, you know, have as many goals because uh, what? It's McDavid last year. Yes. That was the most that's since right. 1993, right? So yeah. so at worst worst case scenario, yeah. he's tied for for number one in in the last in the last 30 years. It's bananas. Yeah. yeah. I think one way to maybe frame this too is, okay, so we pulled all of the Hart Trophy winners or we pulled all the people who've scored at least 60 goals and looked at if they won the Hart, right? So Alex Ovechkin scored 65 and won. Connor McDavid scores 64, he won. David Pasternak scored 61 and didn't win because he lost to Connor McDavid that year. Austin Matthews scored 60 and one Stamkos scored 60 didn't win because he lost to Evgeny Malkin when Malkin went off with like over a hundred over 120 points uh, without Sidney Crosby uh, due to injury. So there is a case to be made for guys who are scoring that many goals uh, and winning the heart trophy. I think the obvious point to discuss though, is like, what is, Nathan McKinnon and in my opinion, to a lesser extent, Nikita Kucherov going to do by the end of the season. I just think McKinnon's more valuable to his team than Kucherov is just based on maybe where the abs are in the standings. I'll probably get yelled at for that. But I think if it's down to those two, like if Kucherov's outscores McKinnon, like it's going to take something extra than just the point totals for me to vote for Kucherov over McKinnon, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. 
So I think it just depends. Like, are those two guys going to fall off? Because they are on pace to hit over 130 points a season. And history would suggest to us that when a guy scores over 120 points, they are also going to win the Hart Trophy. Recent history doesn't suggest us anything about a guy scoring 70 goals during the regular season because it doesn't happen. Like we, there, there is no bench. There's no, there is no benchmark. We're talking about benchmark numbers. Like this isn't like, Oh, if he scores, this is, I think that is the way to frame it. Not that it's 68 or 66 or what it's that it's the most. And if, and if he hits 70, it's going to be the most by a lot, by like a reasonable margin. To, to me, if he hits 70, there's no chance that he doesn't win it. Because if he hits 70, that's going to mean that we've had multiple bursts like this over, over the final six weeks of the season or, how, or how, however far out we are. That is going to just make it, it's going to make it impossible to ignore. Like, think of how much, and, I, and part of this is because the media environment that he plays in, because he, it's, it's Toronto, but anybody doing what he's done over the last few weeks should get a wild amount of attention. And if he yeah. makes it to 70, it's going to be because that sort of production continued. And I just don't see how there's enough oxygen unless McKinnon or Kucherov goes on some sick run of his own, which is certainly yeah. possible because those guys are unbelievable. If he hits 70, it's going to be because he's, we are having the same discussion stretched out over the course of months. And, and I, and I, and once that happens, the narrative is set to a point because we always say all three of us always say like hearts and kind of a narrative based award. Like so many of these things are, I, I it's impossible to, to, to imagine, to imagine it. Not if it, if he hits 70. Okay. One of the only times. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry, Max. I'm just going to one of the only times that somebody who hit over 120 and did not win the Hart Trophy was when Connor McDavid lost to Austin Matthews when Austin Matthews scored 60 goals in 2021, 22. And that ain't 70. No, it's not. But I guess when we talk about some of these, like it hasn't happened, how much do we need to adjust for the fact that scoring is just up overall. Like we're, we're, we're yeah. talking about a number we haven't seen before. It seems mm-hmm. like almost every year, whether it's goals or points the last five years, at what point mm-hmm. do we say, well, you know, obviously we talked on the show about safe, leave safe percentages down too. just offenses up in general. Of course, we're seeing numbers we haven't seen before. Right. Yeah. When do we phase into talking about this as like an, as like a new era of hockey? Cause everyone lumps it together, right. Where it's like post lockout. That's just kind of the agreed upon, you know, delineation. Mm-hmm. For for yeah. for what for what we see now, at some point we're going to need to move on from that. And yeah. if we're not if we're not there, we're close. But I think mindset wise, among the voting you know population, among the, the 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 media folks who vote on this stuff, I don't think we're there yet. I I think I think maybe we should be, and we should certainly look forward to like flipping over that calendar and talking about moving on to another era of, of league mm-hmm. history. I don't think we're there yet though. And and I think, I think, I think we, that's part of the reason that, you know, this dude is going to win it if, if he, if he hits that number. Right. I think we need to consider to Max's point, the fact that like three of the highest scoring um, goal seasons since in the cap era have been McDavid, Pasternak and Matthews, which all right. came in the last mm-hmm. three years, right? Like three guys have hit at least 60 since 2021, 22. And if he had 60 and if he scores 66 or whatever, we can just ignore it and vote. I think he might. I think he might hit 70 though. I think he might too. He only needs needs 19 more goals in the next 28 games. Like, come on. What's, how's he not? 
Like now I'm being fanatical. Like I think he's going to hit 70. I'm I'm relieved to not have to cast this ballot today. Mm-hmm. But if I were if I were going through the ballot today, these are the arguments that I would make for the other guys. And and the guy that we didn't talk about is Hellebuck, who I think does belong in the conversation here. McKinnon mm-hmm. is on a better, less disappointing team than the Leafs. We have talked about the Leafs as being a disappointing team almost all season. This recent run by Matthews has basically mm-hmm. pulled them out of that, and that's a really good MVP case in its own right. But like for the year, McKinnon's been that dominant for a better team. It's taken them farther. Kucherov is so far clear of the next best lightning score. I think it's like 36 points. That's like a huge gap. And if you want to talk about value to his team and and Mm -hmm. propping up a team that, you know, I think we can call them disappointing too, but he's propping them Mm -hmm. up from being a a washout this season. And three Hellebuck, like I don't think any of us thought Winnipeg actually did. One of us might've actually, I forget where we were at preseason, but, but, they have blown past the expectations, and I have to think he's a massive, massive reason why. Right. I mean, we so all thought that Hellebuck was going to be playing for a different team this season. That's right, 100%. Right? So the, yeah. that, those are the cases that I think you can make. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that any of them is, be, is a better case than 70 goals, but those are the cases that you would that you would go for, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're filling out your ballot and, and you're yep. thinking it through. And by the way, by the way, Austin Matthews did have a, a, a 12 goal in seven game streak this season. It was in. <laughs> it was in. It was in okay. December. Yeah. So, so he had that. And then from. Didn't he have uh, a slow start to the season too? Again, where everyone was like, those, is he okay? He had, he had hat tricks in consecutive games. And then. Oh, right. Um, and then the, and then the other one, like since uh, the other, whatever streak streak that he's on here since uh, the start of the new, since the new year. 21 goals in his last 18 games. I've read that yeah. stat three times. 21 goals in his last Nobody listens to me. 18 goals in his <laughs> last fi- 18 goals in his last 15 in his last 14 was what I was was what I was filtering now. This dude okay. can do it. 18 yeah. goals that'd get it that'd get him the 69 69 goals. Yeah. He's he's right there and he's done yeah. he's done that in his last 14 games. Yeah. You want a weird stat? I think yeah. How many games do you think Austin Matthews has scored in this year? Ooh. He's, he's played prone, in he's 54. I think he's scored in 42 games. Sean? Um, 45. I'm going to say I'm going to say that he has scored in 29 30 games. <laughs> you just look it up? Yeah. Yeah, 30 games. 30 games. There's 24 games. That's not games fair. That you why would you do that? Got hockey reference open up there. <laughs> Co-host. Stupid. Yeah. Whatever. That shocks me. I, yeah. I would have guessed along the lines of Haley, like 45 games. That yeah. just shocks me. I, it, it, which speaks to his, like, you know, just scoring in bulk. Yeah, so that's the flip side. When he scores he's two pro- goals. Yeah, if he goes like, ice cold in the stretch, prone, we're all going to be like, oh, damn it. Streaks, and then I'm gonna we just spent 30 minutes talking about how Austin Matthews is going to score 80 goals. Delete this segment. Stupid. Yeah, Jeff, delete this pod. Um, I think in terms of the MVP conversation, I'm probably being – unfair to Kucherov and the Tampa Bay Lightning because he has been like the reason that team hasn't been more disappointing. And realistically, like the Leafs haven't been that much better than the Lightning. I think they're a better team than the Lightning. But like when we look at the standings right now, the Leafs have five points up over Tampa. They're third in the Atlantic and Tampa's first in the wild card. So it's probably a bit unfair to Kucherov. Um, I think when I struggle with MVP stuff, I always try to look at like which team would suffer most if they lost their MVP candidate. And I think that that, that obviously puts Kutra very high in that conversation because the lightning without him 
would not be probably where they are, right? Uh, but I think Nathan McKinnon, like that question is one of the reasons why I'm maybe more bullish on the McKinnon for heart train and, um, be- and Connor Hellebuck. But also like if you take out Austin Matthews are the Leafs, are the Leafs setting, this was the other stat we didn't bring up. This is ridiculous. Um, the Leafs became the first team in 20 years to not get shut out in 200 straight games. Do the Leafs have that stat without that guy? This season, based on the struggles they've been having? No. no. So I think it's a great MVP conversation this year. Um, I do still think we're like undecided on if he hits 70, is he going to win it? Like, I don't know. I'm not. Sean's a lock. I think Can if I he be... hits 70, I think if he hits 70, he probably has to win unless McKinnon or Kucherov do something insane. Because like McDavid hit the like otherworldly number. And I know McDavid hitting 150 is different than 70, but. It's kind of not. It's like if he hits this benchmark, he has to win. I don't know. Can I be a cap friendly like nerd for a second here and just say sure. like, do we give with with McKinnon and Matthews especially? Do we give the like where would the team be without them credit when it's like their their enormous so cap money. hit is a part of the reason that they're not as deep? Like, does that affect how we should talk about that? She's like, that's you're having like Are you suggesting that Nathan McKinnon shouldn't be paid? No, no, but I'm just saying when we talk about the like where would they be without him, it's like, well, yeah, because they couldn't pay Nazem Kadri. This is economist brain nonsense from you. (laughs) This is like when we did that weird fake draft and Max was like, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, A life regret regret my behavior on that call. Max is gonna OCD himself into (laughs) thinking that Austin Matthews is bad. Well, based on my dollars per points, he should be scoring <laughs> seventy goals based on his contract value. Because <laughs> they can't the afford to here. pay anyone else. Yeah, I'm waving the white That's fair. That's fair. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the best goal scorers not named Austin Matthews. That's coming up on the Athletic Hockey Show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to bring back the draft in today's episode um, because we want to get into the best goal scorers not named Austin Matthews. I feel like we talked about him enough. It was it was good. I'm glad we did it. He scored 50, 51. It's awesome. Um, But I think today the goal of our draft is to draft three players, all forwards. We're not letting D squeak in here. Three players who could score as many goals as possible, like tomorrow. So we're essentially just trying to get the top three players that we think could score us a goal if we need in one game. Does that make sense? Did I explain that properly? I think you did. (laughs) So we did the draft order uh, already. Max is the first overall pick, then me at number two and Sean number three. It's a snake. I feel like this is always the draft order and Sean ends up doing very well on the snake and I get stuck in the middle and I panic and I freak out. Not just because I'm good at drafting things. Well, actually I think I'm still winning the like team draft. We will revisit that soon. Um, But Sean, some of Sean's picks were. Yeah. What the heck? Why did Omaha steaks not call us? I thought we made a really great pitch. (laughs) I'm going to make a, send a sternly worded email to Mr. Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. Frank yeah. Omaha of Omaha Stakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so that's a draft order. The goal. Score we want a bunch of goals. players who are going to score a bunch of goals for you in one game. Max, first overall pick. And it can't be Austin Matthews. Let's make that clear. You can't draft Austin Matthews. We're talking about other people. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Poppy. <laughs> Max. <laughs> not allowed to call him that. Alias. It's an alias. Um, no, 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 uh, I'm going to go with Connor McDavid. I, I, I don't know that the numbers oh, would support okay. that, but I do think in terms of go get me a goal, if I'm just telling someone in the league, we need it right this second. He's a guy that, mm-hmm. that can do that for you at any given second. He scored 64 last year. Numbers support that. So yeah. yeah, McDavid. I think that's interesting and worth maybe discussing a little bit because I do think like if Austin Matthews was in the conversation, would you pick Matthews over McDavid first overall? Um, or would you still go with like the best player in the world over the best goal scorer? Well, we said to get a goal and I, mm-hmm. McDavid is like, I feel like one of his best qualities is his playmaking too. But I do think on a given shift, McDavid creates so many chances. I might take McDavid first to, to go get me a goal. But he has to be the goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Not the seven know. man. But if, does he, it, you know, there's also like this kind of weird psychology of like, does McDavid know that he's playing, that he needs to be the one to get me the goal and not just sure. Yet sure. again, Max has psyched himself into <laughs> making an, an upsetting decision. Uh, Sean, taking, would you take Matthews? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course I would. <laughs> That's a, I, it's like, I just watch, just watch the dude again. Watch that goal last, watch that goal last night. I'm there's no one else is doing that. Okay. Second overall pick. Yeah. Second overall pick for me. Um, I'm going to go with David Pasternak. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And this was difficult for me because I know I was just like Nathan McKinnon's number one fangirl in the first segment, thinking he should win the heart despite Austin Matthews scoring a hundred goals. Um, but when you just look at some of the numbers, uh, he has this third most goals per game over the past four seasons, and he's third in the NHL in scoring this year. So he's got the the goal scoring ability this year, but also the longevity of being one of the top goal scorers in the NHL. I'm going with Pasta. I mean, I'll I'll make the other no brainer pick because I I wasn't going to pass this dude three or four. I will go McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what is he in in our little in our little? He's, he's seventh in goals per game over the last four seasons, which is technically eighth because I took out Matthews. Sorry, technically technically eighth. Okay, so Sorry. he's he's seventh behind seventh behind Matthews mm-hmm. over the over the last four, over the last uh, over the last four seasons. Uh, you know. He's another one. I I, th- I think the it's stats kinda... don't. Yeah, like the stats don't speak to McKinnon, right? He yeah, he's, he's just kind of like a, a freak. He's a sicko, and you're like, yeah. go go do something. And he's he's got he's got that bone, right? Where you're like, we need you to do something, and then and then he's gonna go do it. So, uh, I'm fine like with it. that. So, <sighs> I'm gonna go with Sam Reinhardt. He's leading the league in goals this year, which, you know, what, or, or leading the league in goals this year. He's second in goals this year. Sorry. Behind, I took, took Matthews no, off I, all the ranks. I, I, <laughs> screwing I'm everything like, up. I'm just, I'm just barfing up like listed stats that we have here, but he's been, he's been unbelievable. A, a crazy good power play weapon for them. The thing about Reinhardt that I, this isn't necessary. Like, is he having a career year? Yes. But this isn't completely random either. Like he's, he's like consistently like 30 goal pace guy. And I think if we're looking, you know, for a dude who's going to do it today, February 22nd, 2014, like I'm taking him. He's just having one of those years. And I, and I think that's something you need to consider with the format that we've laid out. This is where I start to sweat. Yeah. I'm going to take Twizzlers (laughs) or something. I will never live down the whole Kit Kat fiasco of 2021. It's really embarrassing for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <sighs> Make your pick, please. I think I'm going to go Kucherov over Dreisaitl. Yeah, I don't. You're you're Is more that than stupid? justified there. I don't no. think so. I just pooed <laughs> on Kucherov for heart too. I'm just trying to get the Lightning fans to not hate me. You're but. just saying you're saying hater stuff because you were in the building when he went at quarter speed during the skills that competition. Did really, that really pissed me off. It, Can I take dry silence instead? No, no, you may not. It's been, it's <laughs> no, been entered into the dock. No, uh, he's uh, fourth in goals this year. He's top 10 in goals per game over the last four seasons. Like Kucherov is an MVP candidate again this year. Um, that is not a slight against Dreisaitl. Um, I just, and maybe I'm being a hater on the whole, like Dreisaitl scores a lot on the power play, um, even though we didn't say it has to be an even strength goal. Uh, but I think I'm going to go Kuch for this one. Ew, why did I, I see that? Kucherov. I don't, why did I call him Kuch? I would have strongly considered the same thing though. Like, I think it's a really similar argument to the, to mm-hmm. the McDavid pick It's just like, he can dictate so yeah. well that like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will take dry saddle. I just think yeah. the gap 
there between the next best is huge. And then I think there's a huge cliff, guys. Like this yeah. is kind of crazy mm-hmm. how how it falls off from these like no doubt super elite. Ovechkin at one point would have been obviously in that group as well. Yeah. I don't think we can talk about him in that conversation uh, anymore, although maybe you guys disagree. Um not like, if we need a goal tomorrow, I don't think I think it would take us a while for somebody to pick Ovechkin based on his play yeah. right now. And, and and I think like there's some, there's some good answers here. So after dry sidle, like I think Kyle, if we would have done this two months ago, I think Kyle Connor would have been like before he got hurt. I probably no. would have been pretty high on Kyle Connor. He's but like high. where do you where do you go here? Like I I think, I think it probably has to be Rantanen. But there's a temptation for me to go with like a Crosby here, mm-hmm. or even like a, like a Brock Besser who has been lethal this year. Um, I, I think I'm going to take Rantanen. Yeah, Kreider. Argument. Stop naming people. But want <laughs> to make his pick. <laughs> He's what's debating. Cra- He's conversing with no, us. I, I'm taking Rantanen. But what's crazy is like, would you believe that so Rantanen's only scored above 31 goals in a season twice? I know that the, the I, I know that because Rantanen was my preseason Rocket Richard pick. Yeah, Here's he's on my I fantasy regret. team. Like, I would I think it was like you were trying to galaxy. Eighty five percent of the staff picked or whatever. I think I was maybe the only person on staff who didn't you pick. Were. It was three percent of the staff, which means it was yeah. just you. That was me. <laughs> yeah. so I'm taking Rantanen, but it's it's there's a huge cliff after those top five yeah. or six. Yeah, I'm going Sidney Crosby. So I'm glad that you didn't. And I'm glad that I pushed you towards Miko Rantanen uh, because I just feel like Crosby's one of those guys where, yeah, he's another one like you need a goal in a big moment. If I go and tell Sidney Crosby, we need a goal today, yep. like there's a good chance he's going to do it for me. Personally, <laughs> so I'm going, yes. For me personally. So I'm going Crosby. I'm getting a guy who I thought about picking in the second round here. Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Um, I do love him. He was my second round pick in our fantasy draft, which is one of the only things that (laughs) it's gone right for me. I made some other gambles that have not paid off, but um, I'm glad I was, I've been, I've been like, he's not going to be a hard finalist this year, but I've been like kind of on that train where like, we're going to have some breakout, you know, how super, ultra top five season from him. And we're close enough to it. Um, I think he's got some of that Canucks shine on him for better or worse. You look at it. You know, what's really funny is if you sort goal scorers in the league since, um, since December 1st, and even if you drop it down to five on five, there, there is just a preposterous amount of Canucks on there. They're huffing mm-hmm. PDO. And like, that is fine by me. Cause you got, <laughs> But Stop talking about PDO. Do you know who's, guess who's second? I'm talking about hopping. <laughs> yeah. Spray paint. I'm doing shooting percentage whippets in the back. <laughs> Been there, brother. Jade, like, but like, you're, you know, we're looking at it's score at goal leaders. It's Miller. It's Patterson. It's, mm-hmm. it's Connor Garland's up there. Like that team is just. It's rough. Yeah, just killing it. Right. So yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to get some of that energy on, on the squad. Mm-hmm. Did anyone consider Kaprizov? Yes. I was looking at him, but I felt like I needed the old man strength of Sidney Crosby. What? Why did we not consider Jason Robertson? Did he have a great year? 
Right. But like, I think if we did this last season, I think Rob, like when we did the, we did a player draft recently and I think maybe I or somebody, when we did the everything draft in the summer with Max and, and Laz, when Max had his cat freak out, like Jason Robertson was <laughs> oh, one of I the top. About that. Jason God. Robertson was one of the top picks. You got Robertson and Kachuk around the bend, and none of us picked Kachuk or Robertson. And maybe it's because we only did three rounds. We only did three rounds. Surprise fourth pick that I was ready to. <laughs> Do we get what was it? I was going to take Kill McCarr. I um, said no D. Oh, did you? Oh, if you, if you if you wanted to, you could like fine. It's like I <laughs> well, I just don't you think like if you tell us like he he's one of the few guys in the league at any position with you're just like we need a goal, go end to end and score. Mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, I think, is in that same category. A bit more of yeah. a playmaker. Yeah, but he can end to end guy. I said no D though. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Nobody listens to me. I don't think I should be the host anymore. <laughs> I need to give uh, up my speech. I'm trying to get rid of your hosting responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. Screams of you just like not wanting, you like wanting to take a break for a week or something. <laughs> but you know what would have been funny? Panarin. He's a shooter now. Pure yeah. goal scorer. Haley tried to lead me there during my during my long deliberation I said, process. Chris Kreider? Question mark? That's true. I love Chris Kreider. Yeah, Frank, Jason Robertson. Fra- Frankie Corrado on, a, on, our, on our show yesterday was like worst case scenario i think for for your ice lefkovsky was like what if, what if he's like chris Kreider plus and i was like if he's chris Kreider plus everybody That's should be psyched i'll yeah. take i will take chris Kreider. i'll take chris Kreider no plus yeah but not in this particular draft yeah jason <laughs> robertson after two 40 goal seasons uh is on pace for 26 there was a time this year when Nylander would have gone mm-hmm. probably like second round oh. pick in this thing. Is Nylander the is, draft at Christmas during the era of is Nylander the Leafs MVP? Yeah, that's right. He was. Oh, he was. I know. He's not anymore though. <laughs> he was. Damn ain't, it. Ain't no more. People are going to come out of this podcast being like, "Oh, I think Haley might be a Leafs fan." I'm not. We're just talking about the Leafs. No, no comment. And Haley is a, is a Leafs fan born in 1960. How many people you do you ask? How many people do you think know that? How dare you? Shout out to Joel Erickson Eck, by the way. How many people yeah. do you think know that that dude is yeah. thir- is is fourteenth in goals this season? I do mm-hmm. because I wrote out the list. Is he scoring enough goals to win the Selkie Trophy? Let's see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, remember when he was the the name that all the Canucks fans were wish casting to be their deadline upgrade? I missed that. Or, or did this I year? hallucinate that? Is it last year? Was it maybe it wasn't the Canucks? No, this year, like there was definitely like a, oh Minnesota's falling what, out pre-Lindholm? of it. Pre Lindholm? Can yeah, pre Lindholm. But maybe maybe it wasn't Vancouver. I there I think there was some fan base that was trying to like will Joel Erickson act to the trade block. In what world is he getting traded exactly, by the wild? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Did I miss something? He's like he's in terms of contract efficiency, which is like what the wild yeah. need more than anything. Good luck world, finding a better example of that. We're drafting him, I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Right. Wild. Minnesota. <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> um, all right. So that's the draft. Uh, so Max's team to score a goal tomorrow is Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Miko Rantanen. My team is David Pasternak, Nikita Kucherov, and Sidney Crosby. And Sean has Nathan McKinnon, Sam Reinhart, and Elias Pedersen. 
Should we see who scores the most goals by the time we do our next show? Just for fun. We can, the winner can get a trophy. Yes. The winner. Oh, you know what sucks? Since we don't get to go to the draft this year, we can't go to Omaha Steaks. Why would we go to Omaha Steaks? Because we said whoever wins the draft has to buy, like the loser of the first draft has to buy Omaha Steaks. No, they never called. They never took us up on the ad. But now you have to pay out of pocket. I think Omaha Steaks have like storefronts. You just buy them through the mail. They definitely have storefronts. Do they? I buy them, I think. It's not a restaurant? It's not a restaurant for sure. It's like it's like a honey baked ham like situation where you can go into like a, a you can go into a shopping like a shopping mall or like oh. a stress a strip mall and buy them and leave, or no. you can send for them in the mail. Oh, so why it was funny because it's a because it's not so that, it's not that good. Of a we place. were gonna just get some frozen steaks and make <laughs> yes. them at Max's house. Yeah, right. Exactly. We go oh. like te- Texas Roadhouse. We could still we could still do that. So never mind. I don't know why I thought we would go for dinner. I guess I just thought we'd all hang out. The nearest <laughs> Omaha Steaks from my house is nine miles away. Right by Perfect. Tipsy McStaggers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See you there in the summer. Uh, I guess if we do want to have a little bit of bragging rights right now, even though it's unfair because we didn't say whoever drafts the most goals in the draft wins. However, my three forwards do have the most goals, 103. Sean's three forwards have 101 and Max's three forwards have 77. I got uh, good. good job. So that sucks. Max is buying me dinner. Sean's not invited. Cause you got that bum Miko rent. then. <laughs> is, that me, is that me? Is that me being upset that he's not going to win the rocket Richard? But hang on. Cause we, we drafted for, we need a, I think this should be. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. That was a joke. I'm just trying to say that I won something because I never do. I did get cooked, though. Yeah, that's rough, but it's fine. It's fine. All right, that's it. That's our draft. Uh, Let us know in the comments who you think wins. We can maybe throw up a poll. Danielle always used to do that. I miss her. But we love Jeff, too. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have been so mean to Danielle when she worked here. (laughs) Anyways. Still works here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Danielle still works at The Athletic. She's just not on our show anymore. She asked to not work specifically. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm going to end the show here. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Athletic Hockey Show. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying the show. And right now you can get a one-year subscription to The Athletic for $2 a month when you visit theathletic.com slash hockey show. The Prospect Series with Max and Corey Pronman drops on Friday at The Athletic and wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, Be sure to listen to that one if you want to hear more about Corey's story that he had dropped today with Katie Strang about who will draft Trevor Connolly inside the NHL's evolving scrutiny of top prospects. That's coming up on Friday here on The Athletic Hockey Show.